Welcome to another Be Your Own Loud podcast. My name is Matt Halloran. Today, we're going to interview the CEO and founder of Communo. This is an organization that Kirk and I have joined and are very, very proud to be a part of. It's an organization of vetted experts to help you find people to help you with all of your marketing, branding, and, well, media needs. His name is Ryan Gill, and his dossier is far and away too long for me to list here. I'm just super excited to have him on the show. And Ryan, before we really jump into the whole leadership thing, which is what we're going to talk about today, would you mind telling us a little bit about Communo and The Gathering and what those two things are about? Be your own loud. Yeah, and, and thanks for being part of Communo. I it's, it's in me to thank the early adopters. We're only about two and a half, three years in, and uh, it's still very early. When guys like you and your business partner talk great things about it, it means a lot to me because there's a lot of shit to talk about it because we're not done. We're, we still got shit to fix, and uh, so that means a lot. The gathering, we started, we're in our eighth year. My, after my first exit, I uh, sold my agency called Suitcase Interactive. I was bought by another firm called Watermark Advertising, and I, we're not sure the co-founder and I fight over this. But we're not sure if it was six weeks or six months after <laughs> me being an employee. It was just certifiably unemployable. So I said, I need to either buy back in or um, I got to go somewhere else. Here's your money back. Thankfully, I bought back in and we wanted to change the name to Cult. And so I'm getting to the gathering, but there's a bit of a long story here. Uh, I'm trying to make it short. So we went on a journey of what, what do we want to do? The company he bought, Suitcase Interactive, was clearly a digital agency first that we had been going for about 10 years and we were known because of our output uh, not really what we stood for and then watermark advertising had been around for 40 years and they were a traditional agency that really launched their claim to fame as launching mark's work warehouse from like 400 stores to 400 or 40 stores to 400 amazingly well-run operationally sound company and my company that they bought suitcase was a really great culture horribly run <laughs> We didn't know how to make money. They did. We went on a journey of like, what do we want to be? We don't want to be a traditional shop. We don't want to be a digital shop. And we said we wanted to, you know, build a company that really focused on internal marketing first. And we really landed on the saying cult brands, like brands that people work for that they never leave. They work for, for you know, 100 years as long as they can. Uh, I guess they can't work for 100 years, but a long time is the point. And so we landed on the the name cult. And like any good stories, it evolved, but we were very lucky out of the gate. When we started Cult, there was a big story in Strategy Magazine or Marketing Mag about our merger, and the acquisition, and then the new forming of the company and our ethos and purpose around creating brands people can buy into, not just buy from. And from that article, we got Harley-Davidson, which is arguably one of the most cult-like brands in the world, and they're, they are who they say they are, and it's 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 awesome. And so... We uh, got them, then we ended up getting Zappos as a client, and the story goes on, and we, we built this great firm that's still running today. I don't operate it from day to day. I still am a founder and partner in it, but the, there's better people running it. The problem was, after we got Harley-Davidson and a few others, you go from being a general agency that has millions and millions of potential clients around the world, maybe probably tens of millions of potential clients, to having like a handful. <laughs> so we needed something. We didn't have the money. We were kind of a startup again. What can we do that's meaningful that will attract them to us? And so we, I knew someone that worked at the Grammys and just off the cuff, they said, well, I was talking about my problem. And he said, well, you know, the Grammys was invented, right? Someone just made up the 
award and i was like i thought about it for a minute and i was like yeah i guess so so he said why don't you invent an award that celebrates courage in 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 leadership not just in marketing but in business because that's really what cult brands are they do things differently they zig when others zag and i said okay and if i have one skill in life and i uh, i don't have many i move fast I, i'm speedy well, I just said yes. There was a guy named Rob Howard in sitting in my office at the time, and another guy named Charles Blackwell, who I think you know. I hired both of them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. You're in good hands. They were in the room, and I said, "This is the idea," and you know they should get all the credit. Uh, Charles named the event, and uh, Rob helped me form it. I get way too much credit for part I played because it was very small. I maybe cut the checks, but I, I I do move fast. So we just move fast. Invented this event and invited brands to come to be honored for a gathering award that to our surprise, I think we sent it a hundred invites. I think we got 67 back to like, we're talking about the biggest brands in the world. Yeah. So direct mail works folks. So we sent it, we did this really cool envelope. It had like a signet, you know what a signet ring is, you know, like a signet ring and wax. We wax sealed it. There's the, kind of this pomp and circumstance around it. And little they know it's our first time. And yeah, so this was eight years ago. We had about 250 people come the first year. It was a smashing success. But of those 250 people that bought tickets, I think I like convinced 200 of them to come, just begged them to come, maybe even paid for them. But then since then, we delivered on the promise. And it turns out courage and bravery is uh, infectious. And um, so the gathering is born, and now we're eight years later, tens of thousands of people have come. This year, we're taking a global. We hope to have 10,000 plus on the streams. It's mind blowing. It's it, it's the uh, heart and soul of uh, who I am. Uh, I love gathering, and when we get to communal, it'll come to reality more. But I just have this mission to eradicate loneliness in everything I touch. The gathering is one of those things. It's not a it's not a conference. I hope you should you should come sometime. But it's not a uh, conference. It really is a gathering, and you get to meet these folks and people become friends for life there. And it's special. Like any good cult brand, I think we're becoming one. Uh, you just get out of the way. It's not mine. It really isn't. That's why I get uncomfortable when people say, well, you know, he founded it and he did this or that. And it's just not true. I think the people that came, if I'm not going to take credit for the bad stuff that happens, I can't take credit for the good stuff. I just, I just sent it on its way and it's, you know, caught some wind in its sails. And it's, it's just, we're only eight years in. I believe this thing will outlive me. When Kurt came back, one of the things that he said was, I was sitting at the same table as the the person who runs the marketing for Zappos. And they were like, totally cool. And just talking to me, like I'm a, on the same level. And that was, that was so powerful. And I love the idea of eradicating loneliness. And I love that when you do bring people together and people realize that they are on a level playing field and it is a level playing field and you don't have to worry about some of the other conference issues that many of us have who've been to conferences. That's, that's freaking awesome. We are going to be on, by the way, the virtual that uh, we've already signed up for it. So I'm looking forward to that because I personally, I love the in-person things, but obviously that's not very copacetic with the, the world that we live in. But this then translated into, well, let me rephrase that because I, I don't know how it translated. How did you take the gathering and then all of a sudden come up with this idea of Communo, which the statistics on Communo, I'm not going to go into them. The statistics on Communo are, are, are really unbelievable. The yeah. people who are in it and the opportunities that are there. Yeah, It's off the charts. The growth we've had, obviously COVID has accelerated that by tenfold. The gathering... Cult, collect, cult Collective and The Gathering are more kissing cousins. Communo is obviously the same founders, but it's completely different business and platform. And it's not really connected to The Gathering, except the, I guess, the closest thing was the two founders 
founded both of those things. Chris Nealon uh, is my co-founder and all these bad things we do. With the gather, sorry, with Camino being birthed, that actually it was from the very beginning of cult collective, the back part of our name collective. When they bought my my firm suitcase, I think we had 30 folks in the in the firm. And then I think Watermark had about 40 or 50. Anyways, cult close between 80 and 100 employees between the two firms. We had a agreement. I remember the coffee shop. We were sitting there at Starbucks near their office. And both of us just said, why is the first thing out of everyone's mouth in this industry about how big their firm is? Like that's that's not a proxy for success. It's actually as a leader for 15 years or 10 years at that time, it's a problem. It's, you know, you want to have less employees and higher margins. And there's nothing wrong with having lots of employees if it, if it garners it. But it, for some reason, became a proxy for success in a bad way. And so we uh, said when we started Cult Collective together with a bunch of other folks, we ended up buying out through the process, but they were part of it as well. We wanted to have a this model that could we go from, I don't know, call it 80 people down to like 30 and grow our revenues and then also grow our bottom line and operate more in a contingent fashion. This was way before it was cool. Uh, we had heard of a company called Victor and Spoils. A guy named John Windsor started that. Actually, funny enough, how the world turns is John Windsor's now on our board for Camino. Wow. And Victor and Spoils was the, 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 in 2008, he started that. And it was the very first of its kind, kind of contingent cloud-based agency that had no employees. And uh, they, they uh, funny enough, also their big first big client was Harley Davidson. I've never thought of that before. That's how Camino was birthed. Actually, Camino was birthed in our hearts when we started Cult because we wanted to not just be different from a positioning standpoint, we wanted to be different in every way, including operationally. We started winning accounts just because of our operations operating contingently. We, I remember winning the Keurig account in Boston, typically called, really, sadly, we don't work much with Canadian companies. They're not as bold, it seems. I, I, I love Canada, but it doesn't seem like that. So I'd say 50, more than 50% of our work's in the U.S., probably quite a bit more. I remember winning Keurig in Boston, and, and the CMO said, we chose you over these big firms, WP, WPP shops, Omnicom shops, because you were honest about, hey, we got this small core team of 25, 30, 40 people. But we have this, at the time, it was a spreadsheet <laughs> uh, of over 100 vetted freelancers we work with that you only pay for them if you need them. And they loved it. And we won the account because of that. So Communo became, was birth, I believe, when we started Cult in, the, in our hearts but it became something. So it turned from collective. We actually launched the startup three and a half years ago as the collective. But if you do a research or Google collective, everyone in their, in their mom has a company called the collective. <laughs> so we wanted something new. And again, yeah. to my, my core purpose and vision of life is to eradicate loneliness. Commune was a great name for that. And, you know, yeah. a commune and we couldn't find com couldn't get commune.com. So just add an O on the end of something and you got a tech company. Hey, there you go. Community. I still think it cost us $10,000 to buy the URL. It was crazy. Uh, it was, it was There's an interesting poetry. feeling that as a person who is in Communo and who've, who's done some events with the, the people in Communo, mm-hmm. it's a different feeling. I mean, it, first oh. off, it doesn't seem competitive, right? Which is magnificent. It's this that's whole everything. You know, yeah. That's, that's, that's zero sum. That, 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 I love that you said that. But sorry to jump in there. That is everything. I, I dream of the days when someone wins a piece of work and the 15 people that got denied the old fashioned way cheer them on and that's happening. So sorry. And I, I love, I, and I love the fact that it makes your bench very, very deep. Right. And you don't have to have those ringers in your, 
building necessarily. In fact, from learning from you and from your book and from a couple of other more forward thinking books when it comes to how to build a business, our entire company's virtual. We've been virtual since day one. We cover um, like six different countries because we want to have lots of different sort of things. But but the, the best part about it, Ryan, is just like Communos, I have access to unbelievable people because I'm not 63,000 63, people. You want 60,000 people. It's Here's so the thing with that. We're not, we're not millions. We're not millions. Sure. Like Fiber and Upwork, who I respect people that work there. I don't like their business models. But they're vetted people, and not all of them are different. They're different levels, but that's the coolest part. Is that re- you really? I'm not using hyperbole here. You really have access to sixty three thousand people that you can work with, and if that doesn't blow people's mind, um, I'm not sure what will. We've we've brought that up uh, since I'm the one who handles the majority of the sales for the company. When people ask us questions, I'll say, "Well, that's not something we do." But just so you know, I'm involved in a vetted organization. I I, I already. I mean, Kirk and I, you're part of our pitch. Our communal is part of our pitch because, and because of working with Rob and Charles and and all of the different people that we worked in when they took us through our rebrand, we know that we can lean on them. We, not only have we worked with them, but we've vetted them. And and I love feeling if I can't help you because this is my lane, right? So we're a podcasting and, and content creation company. That's who we are. Stay in that lane. Yep. And that's that's what we do. I'm not getting out of that. But if they need something else, if they need websites, if they need graphic design, if they need like audio treatments, by the way, which was one of the coolest things I ever learned about through through Communal. How sound plays a part in brands. Uh, I have 60 some odd thousand people that I can lean on and I can just ask. And all of a sudden, people <laughs> say, I would love to do that. How cool is that? Like, I'd love to help yeah. you with that. That makes me happy. Yeah. And it's just getting started uh, because uh, have you seen the new thing called Bench? On the platform, I think only a few people have tried it out beta. You should request that from one of our experience people, maybe Rowan or someone like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll he said that. good things about that school. Shout out Rowan. That we have this new uh, feature called Bench, where you can drag in your trusted people. You name, you mentioned Rob Howard and Charles Blackwell. You can start building your own benches around expertise. Quite frankly, you can, if you want to just do this, <laughs> you can really become a uh, business development engine, and then have you can do everything. Uh, you could, meaning anyone can ask you for everyone in marketing and advertising, not not globally. And that's what we're going to stay in our lane too, where Upwork and Fiverr right. others have accounting and all this stuff. Good for them, not us. We're staying in our lane. But you can really have these benches of talent and then you can just post to those folks. And then we're adding something called CQ, which is a compatibility quotient. It's a machine learning AI tool that will start putting lookalikes of those people on your bench for you if you want. And so think about that over time, you start to get, 20, 50, 100 people that are exactly the type of people. And CQ stands for compatibility quotient. So it's not just proficiency and, and skill. It's are they a match with your personality? It gets pretty uh, nerdy, but I'm excited. And it, and it, it serves that whole point of eradicate loneliness. It's not just about doing work together. It's about the first thing out of your mouth when we we're talking off stage here was about Rob Howard and, and Charles. That's I just know them. They're good. They're good people on the platform. And it's amazing that you like them. They're not just, you know, vendors for you. Oh God, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I emailed Rob when we were launching this new podcast. So, so we've had another podcast in financial services is where we started called the top advisor marketing podcast. And now we have be your own loud. And I emailed Rob after 
we were, our agreement was done, right? He'd already helped us with the rebrand. He was the captain of the ship and we just, you took the ride, which is brilliant. And I said, Hey dude, you got to know some cool people to interview. And you would not believe the people that he's introduced me to. They have been first off, wonderful. I have a wonderful job. My job is to interview really smart people and learn from them, right? I I get up every morning and I get to talk to really amazing people who I normally wouldn't get a chance to talk to. And uh, it, it brings me great, great joy. I want to switch gears though, because I want to pick on your brain with the smart thing. So, so great. <laughs> I mean, you, you built all of this growth stuff. All of that's wonderful. Congratulations. Truly from my heart, I wish you all of the greatest success in the world, but you switched. You switched your focus a little bit. I want to talk about that switch. What happened in your life? How did you have the epiphany to say, okay, look, I've, I've built all of these kick-ass businesses and I'm damn good at it because you obviously are. But now you're focusing more on the the human component of it. How did that happen? Where did that go in your brain? John Maxwell's a big uh, influence on in my life. You should get him on your show. That'd be a great one. I don't know if you know who he is or not, but he's a- I know warrior. who he is. And if you can introduce me, I'll take it, brother. But yeah, that's- I'll, I'll try. Um <laughs> I, I got to be on the show with you though when it, when it happens. We can do it. Nice. Three of us can talk. Don't build companies, build leaders, and then the companies will take care of themselves. And that was an epiphany. I think it's about twelve years ago now. And I had burnt out really when we, when I talk about selling my company, and we did sell, and we, we did okay with it. But at the time before that, we had just pulled it off the off the tarmac from crashing from ten thousand you know feet because it was a we were leading the pump, the company suitcase poorly. We luckily saved it and then was able to sell it. Well, but those not that's not fun, crashing into the ground. Right? That's just not fun. It's 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 interesting to talk about later. You know the success and the failures, but living them is is a really difficult road. I didn't want to do that again. If I was going to build a company. I said to myself and and I share with a few people. I was like, I'm going to build leaders, not companies, and I'm going to value people first. And uh, I think a great leader's courage to fulfill that vision comes from passion and not position. That's a John Maxwell quote. I just wanted to lead with my passion and then also find people that I could influence because that's really what leadership is to see what I saw and then get out of their way of how they did it and then allow them to be leaders. And you, you mentioned a few people like Stephanie who runs the gathering for me. Mm-hmm. I really am a figurehead there now and I, I make some intros and I, I don't want to be, falsely humble. I do some things here and there, but really, and honestly, she runs that company and that organization. It's a big job. And my job for her is to get her the resources she needs, cheer her on mm-hmm. and get out of her way. And she, the, how she thanks me and says such good things about me, I don't get, but that's influence, I guess. And, and that's leadership. I know my why. And when you have a why back to leadership, I think if you're going to move from building companies to building leaders, you better know what your why is because as cliche as it is to lead by example, it really is what gets people moving. And so I try to really live that. So yeah, build it. It was a big change for me. And you know, you know, it's, it's kind of sad that I started that long into my career. So I'm, I really feel like I'm just getting started and I still have a long way to go. When you're, so you just said, a, you, you know, that you, you help with, you know, providing some leadership, but guidance, but also the resources. What what are some of the things that you've learned? Like looking back on the, the the mistakes that you made previously, and when you are developing leaders, what are some of the key facts or key ideas yeah. or philosophical premises that you use to help build those people up? Uh, number one, I try to get through to them because I understood that it, it, you're in this leadership position that does not make you a leader. So I try to get through them really quickly. That 
position is not power. If it's used that way, it'll come crashing down eventually. But if you really want to be a leader, you need to value people. So that's number one. And then the second thing is leaders have to have confidence. If you don't have the confidence, uh, uh, your followers will lack commitment. And again, I think that if you're going to build a great organization like The Gathering or Cult or Communo, these organizations that are just exploding, they rely on me to have confidence. Like when I think with The Gathering, when I tell them about my 20-year, 30-year vision, it's not maybe, it's happening, right? We're, we're, it's happening. Will it happen the same way that I think it's going to happen? Probably not, but it's happening. We're moving forward. This is going to be a legendary event that carries on. My kids can go to, your kids can go to. That confidence gives commitment to the folks that follow you. And then it's Stephanie's job to have that same, when we're talking about the gathering, have that same confidence. So then the others that shoot, that follow her have commitment. Really, leadership's everything. The biggest thing about leadership I laugh about is the, you're not a leader if no one's following you. It doesn't. It's not about having one. You've got to have many. And so that's actually all I've been studying and all I've been working on the last many years. And the payoff has been massive. Books. Where, where, I mean, what, what are you reading? Uh, I love getting book recommendations from yeah. people who uh, dive so deeply into something. What, what, what have been some pivotal things for you? A recent one called Leadership uh, by John Maxwell. I've talked about him lots here. When in, in business, my biggest inspiration are, are, are two gentlemen and a gal in um, business, because I've been in advertising marketing my whole life, 21 years or so. The guy named Blair Enns. Have you heard of him? Mm. Blair Enns, he wrote the book, Win Without Pitching, it's the Bible. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that book. I didn't realize he wrote it. Okay. Yeah. Blair Enns. And uh, funny enough, when your heroes become your friends, Blair's became my friend. And um, he's an investor in Communo. He really, in 2007, 2008, I found his book. And then I uh, talked him into coaching me a bit. And I've basically been a disciple of his for many years. Along the lines of that, when, I, when he was coaching me, again, being a leader, said, I can help you in these areas, but I don't know what the hell's going on in this other area. Own this guy named Dave Baker. David Baker uh, runs a company called Recourses. And he said, whatever he tells you to do, just do it. Don't ask questions. <laughs> and I, he, this guy saved my business and, and, and my uh, really my emotional life, I guess. And he, he's written a book called the, the, I think it's The Power of Expertise or just called Expertise. I don't know if you've heard of David Baker before. And then last but not least, um, My Spirit Animal. Is Brene Brown. Brene has been, uh, I got to know Brene personally. I kind of feel like lucky that this stuff happens. But when you work your ass off, I guess you make luck happen. Yeah. Brene and I got to know each other and she spoke at the gathering. She was one of our keynotes. There was a funny story about that, but uh, we won't get into it because I do have a 130. Brene Brown, I think it's Dare to Lead is the one that really, and Braving the Wilderness was really good too. And then her podcast is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but anything that she puts out is Fantastic. I actually listened to a podcast for the other day and I sent her an email saying it was so good, but it was about Ted Lasso. Did have you watch that show? Uh, Ted Lasso? Not yet. No, you got to watch it. She she had Jason Sudeikis and uh, the other star on and it was so good. Ted Lasso was such a great show about leadership and that leadership can be kind. As we wrap up, since you do have a, another meeting here and I want to be uh, respectful what should I have asked you about any of this stuff, man? I mean, I, you know, I, I prepare for these and I want to make sure that I'm, what, what, what should I have asked you? More about Communo. So Communo really helped clarify my vision for my life and eradicate loneliness. And, um, that lets me sleep at night. 
as a leader, you don't earn any points for failing in a noble cause. So it's like, you know, if I don't do it, at least I was chasing something that's actually meaningful. You can only get people to buy into something really deeply. And you spoke about Zappos. Obviously, I was came friends with Tony Shea, and he sadly passed away this year, but he lived that mission of uh, delivering happiness. And um, same with other uh, leaders I've seen lead by purpose first. With Camino, I'd rather grow slowly and attract people like you and your business partner that truly get, that you don't even know how to put it, but it, it just feels different. On any other platform. That's what we're trying to do. It should feel like something. It shouldn't be transactional. And the feeling is community. You can't really bottle that up and sell it. You have to live it. And so I go to bed every night knowing that I do live that. And I know my mission is to eradicate loneliness. Three in five Americans, North Americans, Canada included, struggle with loneliness on a daily basis. So play that out. You know, if there's 20 people on a call, 12 of them are struggling with on a daily basis. That's really. It's, the science is in. It's as bad as people that struggle with that. It's as bad as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. We all know how bad cigarettes are, but we don't want to touch the loneliness thing. And it's not the existential like thing like sing kumbaya. That's not what you feel from Camino. But I think you feel a sense of place and community, and it's just beginning. That's what we want to deliver with Camino, and that's what I want people to buy into if anyone's listening to this. Yeah. You're in marketing and advertising. It doesn't matter if you work at, like we work with Converse, we work with Beats by Dre, we work with all these huge brands and the people that work in those in marketing departments are still one of those three and five. They struggle with loneliness and want to feel connected, uh, not just in the social media sense, but really feel connected. And it's cool that you, it's so cool to talk to you because you've lived out what I've dreamed of for the for Camino is that you really have mentioned a few people by name that you're really tight with now and their networks now influencing you and that's how it should work and if i could have you know if, if Camino becomes rails and the platform for the entire industry which it will we're going to add in a media trading desk we're going to add schools and students we're going to add in different ways to pay people fastly you know take out any of the friction so we just focus on relationships if we pull that off when we pull that off all i care about is those stories of human connection again it's not about the kumbaya thing we all have families and friends but outside of it but how cool would it be if i think we're di- we're dying as an industry to be connected to others we're all doing the same thing the same job why does it have to be a zero-sum game manifestations of that are like cheering someone else on when you don't get the job and that's the community living out its values and so we turned down a few big acquisition bids this summer uh, that we could have take taken and made a lot of money but it's more than money to me it's way more than money to me and I think those companies, albeit good, would have run the company into the ground and, and the noble vision wouldn't have come true. Anyway, so I can sleep at night back to that point, knowing that even if I, uh, you don't, you don't get beat up if you're trying to chase a noble cause. That's what we're doing at Camino. What is one thing that if everybody listening could do to help combat their loneliness that you could give them advice, what, what would that one thing be? Yeah, I have that easy. It's it, you, the greatest optimism around this is you have the power you have the power to solve it because you're a node in the connection that you can reach out to someone. I, th- I think on Camino, I challenge everyone to be like just, just one week. So five days, five working days, just reach out to five people through the chat part of the app and mm-hmm. we're making the app more social, but yeah, be the solution, right? You loneliness is solved by saying hello and smiling a little difficult masks and stuff on now, but being the solution, coming to Camino, coming to life, 
51% ready to give. Now you don't have to be, cause I, I've got walked over many times in my life. My wife and those around me protect me now because I, I, I over index in generosity to, to a point of being taken advantage of. And so luckily now I have people around me that will not allow that to happen and I'm getting wiser at it. But 51%, 49% is such a powerful, simple phrase. There's a question there. It looks like. Happy to uh, it says it, it may not be the same plan today, but who knows what 30 will bring. And uh, that's a, I think that's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. We don't know what, what's coming down the, the pipeline. And, you know, tomorrow is a gift that none of us are, are promised, but we should be grateful for it when it, when it comes. Even though we, a lot of us are wearing masks as we wrap up today, uh, people still feel the smile. So you can smile with your eyes. You can smile with your hands. You can still send that good energy and that good love. What a better way to live, man. I mean, it's just attitude, right? It's it's 95% how you react and 5% of what happens to you. And you can't discount the 5%. That's empathy. But deal with it. Get your attitude back. Get back up. That's that's someone I'll leave with people too is if you're an entrepreneur or just a business person, the future is freelance, by the way. It's almost everyone's going to be. I don't think it's build your billion-dollar company. No, that's not what this is about. Freelance and independent and what I like to call interdependence. But as you come into that, attitude's everything. Bounce back up because as a business person, which we all are now in ways, and communal empowers you to do that, people are attracted to the light, man. It's got to have a good attitude. Doesn't mean yet. Doesn't mean everything's going perfect all the time. If you talk to me and get to know me, I'm, I'm an honest, real guy and be like, no, it's not great today. I don't really want to have to send out this investor report where we've lost a whole bunch of money, right? But you have to pop back up the next day and be like, sleep it off and get back out there. And one of the nice things that I, I found in the people who I've met through Communo is a, is a very strong feeling of being grateful that they have the opportunity to do what they love and are recognized because of the vetting process. And also that they know that if you're going to communicate to them, you're going to communicate with them in a way of gratefulness and respect. So therefore, when they are working with you, they're going to put their best work forward because it's something that they're truly proud of. And and that makes me very, very happy and honored to be a part of it. Ryan, it was an absolute pleasure to interview you today, dude. Thank you so much for your time. I know that you're a super busy guy. Uh, thank you for everything. And for those of you who uh, want to know more about Communo, about the gathering, we'll, we're going to make sure we have links in, in our show notes yeah. for all. You can you can follow me at Ryan Gill Shares on Instagram. That's where I put up most of my content. Even though Instagram's kind of dying, but Ryan Gill Shares and or you can uh, join the platform Communo and message me directly there. I'm just Ryan Gill. Perfect, Ryan. Thank you very much for all of us here at Problemath, man. We'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Yeah, great job on this. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys are up to and uh, check these guys out for good things. Thanks, man. Thank you for listening to Be Your Own Loud, where we reverse engineer success to help you accelerate your influence and break free from the torment of sales. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to our podcast, share with others in your company or profession, follow us on social media. This podcast is brought to you by Proudmouth, the Influence Accelerators. Visit us at Proudmouth.com and join our Influence Accelerator Academy for free to enhance your marketing mindset and know-how.